The Good Motherhood with Ailey Wells, Lauren Kerr and Ash Reid. As a parent, having so many baby milk options to choose from can feel a little overwhelming. Meet Kendmill. It's the only British-made baby milk and exclusively uses high-quality, naturally sourced organic ingredients from local farms. Kendamil is lovingly made with full cream nutrients from milk as a source of fat, rather than all vegetable oil recipes used by other brands. They uniquely contain zero palm oil and zero fish oil, making Kendamil veggie-friendly and kinder by miles. You can grab your Kendamil baby milk at major supermarkets and online. For more info and to find out how you can bag a free box of cereal, check out www.kendamil.com forward slash TGM. The choice is simple. Hello and welcome to the Good Motherhood podcast. I'm Ash. I'm Ailey. And I'm Lauren. This episode is sponsored by Kendamil. Kendamil is the only British made baby milk and exclusively uses high quality, naturally sourced organic ingredients from local farms. In today's episode, we are going to be discussing all the things they don't tell you about being pregnant. We also have our first guest on, which is Mary Forrester, and she is the Kendamil ambassador. Mary's going to be discussing all the things that she didn't know about being pregnant and hasn't actually long had a baby herself. So let's get started. Right, there are literally so many things they do not tell you about being pregnant. Mm-hmm. Like the usual things you get, the kind of morning sickness, all that, but there's more than that. There's so much more than that. I started writing a list of like weird things and it was it was never ending. I had oh. to stop myself because I feel like I could have just went on forever. Right, I'm just going to jump in with this one. What about instant hunger? Like literally going from being absolutely fine to being ravenous, like flick of a switch. And if you don't eat, then... If you don't eat within that, maybe like three to four minutes, you feel like horrendously sick. Yeah. Did you ever get that? Like, Lauren, you wouldn't have because you were always fine. I still have that. (laughs) (laughs) Is that a pregnancy symptom? (laughs) I used to just, I remember even waking up in the middle of the night and being like, oh my God, I'm so hungry. And I would like run down the stairs. Yeah. And and see if you're too lazy and you go, I'll just leave. I'll try and get back to sleep. Then you feel sick. I used to be hungry in the night. It's Uh funny you say that. I actually forgot about that until you said I used to go downstairs and have like a cereal bar or a bowl of cereal or a bit of toast or whatever during the night. I remember when I hadn't told them that I was pregnant and it was with Marcus, I'm sure. And I would be sitting there at like quarter past nine in the morning at work. Nobody else knew. And then I would be like, oh my God, I'm starving. I'm starving. So I would go to the shop and I would come back with like a big bag of McCoy's, share bag of Doritos and all that and just like stuff my face. They That's when you can, like, What is wrong with you? You've got to embrace that when you're pregnant. Yeah, but when nobody knows, it's embarrassing. <laughs> you just look like you're pure peckish. That's me. That's, I'm still at that. It's the worst ever. It stays with you. Timing is everything, though. Yeah. Right, what about you get exceptionally hairy? Yeah, you do get very hairy. Oh, my God, I did forget about that. Yeah, like your stomach, your legs, like just everywhere. Like eyebrows, everything just seems to spurt hair. Yeah. It's good when it's on your head, like, yeah, yeah. Complain, but everybody else yeah, is not but so good. that hair goes everywhere. Oh, God, it comes out. It's that, it's that yeah. shower thing, isn't it, uh-huh. when you're, like, removing it from every... You definitely crevice. do get more hair, but it's... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and between your toes and all that. Yeah, but see, like that, it is... Your hair gets really, really thick and grows, like, the rate of knots, but it starts to fall out when you're still pregnant. Yeah. So someone like, used to say, people used to say to me, like, oh, when you're pregnant, your hair will get really, really long and thick and luscious and all that. It does, but it also is everywhere. Mm-hmm. Casting like a dog. I know. I I remember the hair. It was a hairy belly. I had a really hairy uh-huh. belly. You do, because you get that, what's it called? That was on my list as well. The Linnea Negra, I think it's called, is like, I don't know if that's the right way to say it. Oh, Linnea. the line. Yeah, yes. yeah. 
the big and all people have that for ages after yeah it doesn't you had yours fade. quite well didn't yeah you? and i actually just thought this is me now i don't think i'll have this forever it's gone now i actually checked last night it is definitely gone <laughs> so this is the dark line that basically goes from the underside of your belly button straight down yeah under your bump how weird did that happen i know what, what is the reason for it i don't know is it but just even talk about that. yeah because talk about that in general so one of my ones that i find is like just totally unheard of is pigmentation yeah so I still have a pregnancy, like a mark, they call it, on my face. It's so like dark. a birthmark. And it got so dark. It's literally like a little, it just looks like a wee tiny birthmark, like bigger than a freckle. And it just, it got darker and darker when I was pregnant. And then once I'd had Ella, it lightened a good bit. And then when I got pregnant with Charlie again, it literally went like the darkest colour it could have possibly gone. So you would basically never have to waste any money on pregnancy tests in the future? Just, no, just, just look check. at that. Just check this wee mark. It's like a mood ring Mine. on my face. <laughs> Can you imagine that when you get raging, it just starts to get really red? <laughs> it is unusual though. Did I ever tell you my friend, we went out for a walk one day and she came back and she went, what are you like? You've got dirt all over your face. And she Aww. literally did the whole, like, basically licked the finger and tried to rub, rub it off my face. I was like, that's a pregnancy mark. Oh, lovely. She was like, oh, sorry about that. But see that, see the pigmentation thing? Mine is different. Mine is, I have like... You won't see it and it only really you only really see it when I get a tan. But I have like a patch on my cheek that's lighter. It's oh, really? like a whiter bit. It's weird. Cause I remember was it after having Oliver? Can't remember where it came from. I just remember noticing that I had this patch and I was like, I've not got fake tan on, but it looks like I've just missed a bit. Mm-hmm. Oh. And it's never come back. It's never like Do you have to like colour match it up? No, but I don't have it the night because I'm pale and I've not been holding in about two years. But so when you go on holiday? Yeah, if I go on holiday, I'll just have like a wee... A little like, that d- just doesn't colour at all. It doesn't tan. I've got one of them. Have and you? I have got one on my side and so is, uh, is it Nora or Jack? I think it's Jack. I think Jack's got it as well. How crazy is that? You wonder what the reason is behind it? That's like your only pregnancy symptom at all, isn't it? We finally found one. You were just like... I don't even... Well, it can't be pregnancy if Jack's got one. No, that's true. <laughs> Hope not. It's like a weird, it's a weird thing. thing. Ash, did you not have like a weird freckle that Ella also has and your mum has, like on your knee or something like that? It's not on her knee. Oh, right, sorry. <laughs> Talk about invasive. <laughs> it's like, like on her bikini line. Uh-huh. I have the freckle. And I said one day, I was like, Mum, look at it. And she was a baby. I was changing her. I went, Look, she's got that wee freckle that I've got. It's like a wee, t- it's like flat, but it's obviously like a mole. So it wouldn't be a freckle, would it? It must be like a wee mole well, or something. Yeah. You only really get freckles on the Sunday, you know? I don't know. I've got freckles everywhere. Yeah, maybe that will. Anyway, it's like a wee freckle <laughs> and it's really dark, but it's tiny. And I was like, Ella's got that freckle and I also have that freckle. Mom just turned to me and went, guess what? <laughs> so do I. And we were just gutting ourselves like, no way. She went, and so did your nana. Obviously, if you runs in the family. That is so weird. <laughs> so you're all connected by a freckle. Hold on, you have like a wee, a wee um, untanned patch. Yeah. You pass through. There That's we cute. go. Great. <laughs> I know it's like the clans. Are you part of the freckle, bikini line freckle clan? Right, Lauren, give us one of yours. Um, right, so what about all the unwanted advice that comes with pregnancy? Oh, yeah, because yeah. this isn't even like a health one. This yeah. is just like a people's perception one. Yeah. Which is a shame because people don't always mean, I, I mean, I, I know I'll do it 100% without even thinking. Well. You I just offer myself. your past experience don't you and people are probably like oh shut up I know it's hard it's I think that's that's the same with a lot of things in life though isn't it if someone says like oh I've just changed my car right something random and you go 
oh, see, when I changed my car, wait till I tell you what happened, and it'll be like a story you'll tell, and then you go, oh my God, am I taking over their story? Yeah. By talking, but that's really, that, that's conversation, isn't it? But it's the same thing with pregnancy. You can't yeah. help yourself. Like, if somebody says, oh, like, I don't know, I could hardly sleep last night, you end up wanting to say, like, oh, I was the same, as if, like, don't worry, but it's almost like you're taking over the conversation. Yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? But the, weird. the pregnant women will also have heard everything a million times. So the amount of times, like, somebody says, oh, I just feel really sick. Have you tried ginger? Oh, have stop. a ginger nut. <laughs> have a ginger nut biscuit. Oh, you're like, oh, for God's sake! I mean, I can't stand ginger anymore. Like that is the one thing everybody always tells you to have ginger. Yeah, and there's no getting away from it. And it's you like the first thing the you try. Do you know what? That's a whole separate talking point, which I'll go into in a second, which is the HG stuff because everybody thinks there is a cure, and there is no cure. Mm-hmm. It's so frustrating, but. I think like that, see when someone is pregnant, you almost think that the only thing they want to talk about is their pregnancy. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like when you sit with somebody, like if your friend's falling pregnant, you just want to talk babies to them all day and maybe mm-hmm. they're just sick of it because everyone's giving them the same chat yeah. all the time. But they you try and relate as well, don't you? Yeah. So you can sometimes actually seem unrelatable and they, oh, it's just, there's no right or wrong. I know. <laughs> I know. And then the thing is as well, it's funny because... People will outright ask you, so what's the baby's name then? If you go, oh, I've got a name, I've got a name, mm-hmm. we're sorted, I think, they'll go, so what is it? And you have to do that whole That's awkward me. thing of like, I'm not telling you. Oh, that, I'd be like, just <laughs> tell me, I won't tell anyone, I'm going to tell everyone. <laughs> I know, I was going to say, all right, Gretchen. <laughs> no, I'm the one that always asks about it. I can't stand, like my friend was, she's pregnant, she's going to find, she wasn't going to find out like what she was having. And I was like, Really? Like, I can't handle this. I can't wait another, like, six months or whatever. You need to find out what you're having. And she is. She's going to find out. Oh, is she? <laughs> oh, my God. Not, not, because, not because of me. She eventually changed her mind. But I was like, I can't handle it. I get so involved. I quite like, um, funnily enough, you're saying that. Like, it'd be interesting to know how many people listen, found out what they were having or had a surprise. Yeah. Because I kind of felt like, for me, especially being so sick with both of them, having, like, that halfway surprise milestone of, like, I'm having a boy or a girl... It just kept me going. Yeah. I couldn't have waited to the end. I just needed something else to just keep me ticking on, going, right, you're horrendously sick, but you're finding out next week what this baby is. Yeah. So it kept me going. And then it breaks up a wee bit because uh-huh. the second half of your pregnancy, you're like, at least now I know what I'm having. I'm just mm-hmm. excited to see them. And I can pick a name and get everything ready and all that. Yeah. I don't know how you did that, honestly. I know, yeah. Lauren. I complained about what? the sickness thing. And no, oh, sorry, I thought you were sorry. meaning because she never found out what she was having. Oh, yeah. Because with Jack, Jack was a surprise. I know. And how? then both girls, she found out. Yeah, but I think the the first one, if you don't find out, it's like, because you, you know what's coming at the end. But with the girls, I was like, I need to be organised this time. Yeah, I suppose that is, that is true. So it wasn't even just out of like absolute curiosity because I, I just couldn't handle it. No, it was about, and it was also to help Jack be prepared for the girls coming. Yeah, yeah that's true. Because it's, it's it's it is hard thing. for the kids to know, like, oh, it's a surprise, but I could find out. Yeah. Can you imagine? It would have been different had we not had Jack and just had Nora and Willis was coming along because she wouldn't have understood. But for Jack, he was already like six and a half. So it helped him kind of bond, I think, a bit better with the girls knowing that he was getting little sisters. Oh, So, yeah. Do you know, we actually had our appointment booked for finding out what Marcus was. And it was booked. It was like a Sunday and it was booked for the following Sunday. And me and Andy were just sitting one day and I was like, well, we just try and get an appointment today. That's how much I can <laughs> wait. And we ended up like phoning and going within like the hour to find out Impatience. what I had. Ah, <laughs> I love that. Couldn't handle it. See, we'll t- touch on the, the HG stuff because obviously that's something that I just never, never 
understood at all. I think actually when I was pregnant with Ella, so this was like, what, she's six now, so seven years ago when I was pregnant with Ella. Oh my, oh my God. God. I know, seven years ago. Um, when it's I was pre- It's crazy, isn't it? When I was pregnant with her, I think at the same time, I may be wrong, Kate Middleton had not long had uh-huh. the baby. George. George, because yeah. there's not much between him and Ella. Well, as if they're friends. <laughs> <laughs> same class at school and all that. Um, but she was she had HG and I remember thinking like oh my god she's been a drama queen like it's probably morning sickness having never been pregnant before no idea what I'm talking about until I experienced that I have never I, honestly it's incomprehensible how sick you are and you have no control over it and in fact you know how mine started and this is one of the things that they kind of commonly say as a pregnancy symptom that nobody tells you see if you get that blocked nose thing where it's literally right at the back of your nose almost at the top of your throat and it's just drip 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 yes. it's called nasal drip right uh-huh. that was making me like gag and then it was making me sick and I felt like my whole stomach like mentally I was thinking my whole stomach's just filling up with like dripping snot from my uh-huh. nose which would make me feel sick right it's yeah. horrible so that's how I started being sick and then your your stomach almost starts to I don't know like that contraction feeling it gets used to it so it's like muscle memory so as soon as you slightly because obviously when you're pregnant you're so sensitive to smells and all that so as soon as you smell something that was slightly off at the time I was working and people were like bringing in I don't know like healthy meals and microwave and broccoli which by oh, the way no. no worse smell ever oh no it's like a baby's nappy horrific uh-huh. so bad so um, I was feeling sick then as well and anything like that that would trigger my kind of like gag reflex I would just be sick anytime like I had to hold it in my mouth it was horrific um, and I think even my work at the time there's a couple of guys that obviously ran the team and I don't think they fully understood I think they thought I was at it yeah, yeah. in fact we moved in with my mum and dad at the time and I was carrying like a sick bowl, like a bucket thing with me all the time. And my mum said she started to tally mark it because the doctor said, can you try and write down how many times? And my mum said, I actually can't do that because I don't know when she stopped and when she started. Like without a word of a lie, I'm talking 30 times in the morning. I was sick, like from nine to 11. It was easier just to sleep for me. It's horrific. Honestly, I, like the th- I thought I was one, dying. Like norovirus, but just for nine months. For nine months. Yeah. And honestly, right, I remember giving birth and being like, oh, I'm cured. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, it did actually improve slightly towards the end because I was getting um, indanzitron, which is actually medication they give to chemo patients. Um, and the, the doctors are quite reluctant to give you it, actually. But I remember I had um, Ella and after I went into the recovery ward, I was like, Fraser, I feel normal. Like, my throat doesn't feel weird. I've got no drip. Like, this is amazing. I am cured. And then within 10 minutes, I was like, oh my God, it's back. And I was sick. I was sick one time and I was literally crying, but I can't believe this is back. But it was just for one time and then I was fine. That's amazing, isn't it? Just one last, one last <laughs> push. Do you remember I used to go and be stuck in your kitchens and all that? Ah, uh-huh. it was just a normal thing. I'm sorry, guys. It was just bile. Lo- but the fact that water. you would be able to, like, you would still come out and just, like, fight through it is amazing because I would have just, like, absolutely collapsed on the couch yeah. for nine months and felt sorry for myself. Curled up in a ball. That's what I would have done. It's so weird, though, because that pregnancy, actually, it felt like, it felt like it lasted forever at the time. But see, looking back, I can hardly remember it. See, yeah. Because I was so sick and so frail and feeling so ill. I the fact that you went it. on to have another one after that. But quite quickly though, there was a reason for that. Yeah. <laughs> well, quite you... quick succession. I was like, right, if I'm already feeling like this and I've done it, I may as well get it over with and have another one. Yeah. Did you think that if you had, if you didn't do it soon enough, then you would go off the idea? Probably. Like you would make it sound worse in your head. Mm-hmm. Not worse, but you would remember it better. Definitely. Don't get me wrong. Worth it though. Like, yeah. so worth it. But... <laughs> Yeah, horrendous. Um, fun in saying that, actually, did you guys have anything that turned you off smell-wise? 
Oh, well, actually I did write that down. People's breath, you smell everybody's breath. What is that? And everybody's hair. You can smell hair. Uh, it's funny you're saying oh. that. And somebody that's walked been... by you, uh-huh. you can go smell their hair. Yeah, and you'd know somebody used dry shampoo and you'd be like, oh my God. You're <laughs> 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 disgusting. Especially... Your senses are heightened. But that's what I was like, uh, up until like 20 weeks with Marcus, I would have that really like horrible, overly sensitive nose and I had it all over as well up until like 12 weeks. But you just... It makes you angry at people because you're like, how dare you not have freshly clean hair? How dare you walk past me? Uh, As you sat there with your greasy hair. Probably did, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's just me, I can smell. But everything just becomes disgusting, doesn't it? I didn't like the frozen aisles in the shops. See the smell of the frozen aisle? Yeah. Just literally the smell of the ice and the frozen They do smell awful, but even I don't know why. No, but I don't really smell them now. I don't think I've got a great sense of smell, actually, in general. But when I was pregnant, it was like, whoa. I remember being upstairs and Andy opening the fridge downstairs and there was chilli in the fridge. No. And I spewed and I was all the way up the stairs. I could, it was like somebody had burped chilli in my face. Mm. The smell of fridge in general was one of my biggest triggers. Oh uh-huh. no. Mine was milk. I, I couldn't drink tea. Oh, no way. The whole time. The I... taste. The milk doesn't even really smell, does it? Yes. yes. Does it? Have a sniff. Only if it's off. No. no, it smells like there's a very distinct, sweet kind of... Milky smell. Yeah, dairy ah. smell. So that would, like, you couldn't have milk in your tea. I was off it. But then do you not think, see, like, the things that put, are putting us off, it's the stuff that catches that back bit of your throat, the back bit of your nose that I was talking about. It's almost like it catches you there and then it makes you feel like you're going gag. Yeah. But even now, see, to be fair, I still don't like the smell. I don't drink milk now, but, it, yeah, it makes me feel sick. That's mad, isn't Could it? Could have bitten a raw onion because that was all I wanted, but... <gasps> no. Yeah. You wanted raw onion? Yeah, remember? It was raw red onion and lilt. It was like my oh. must-have. Oh my god! What were your must-haves? Um, Redox muscle soak. Oh yeah, I absolutely. I was obsessed with that, and I literally would like leave it by my bed so that I could smell it. And I would be sitting watching the telly, and then be like, "I'm gonna go up and smell that muscle soak." Did I? I That's that good. Tea. I loved it. I was in a pizza hut down at the Four Corners in Glasgow, and there was a woman walking past, like sniffing something, obviously at her face on drugs. Was that you? Probably was. I loved, oh my god! I loved anything that was like perfume, not perfumey, like fabric softener is another one. I still yeah. love yeah. that, but it just makes everything smell ten times better. Yeah, yeah. I think I my thing was anything tea tree. Scented. If it's nice already, I should say. If it's oh, bad, yeah. then it makes it smell worse. Oh yeah, that's actually true. Just because everything's heightened, doesn't it? Yeah. So my thing was tea tree, and I didn't use this face wash, but I bought it. Just like now the tea tree face wash. Mm-hmm. I would get it and just put it in my hands and lather it up and just smell it and cry. <laughs> Cry, I so would cry. I go crazy. So like, you don't understand. It's amazing. He'd be like, "You are weird," and I'm like, "No, honestly, I just need to smell it." And I'd go, "Oh my god, <laughs> tea tree feels like <laughs> it cleans your eyes." Start crying. I would that's start crying. Like. Literal tears. But that's kind of what mine is like as well. Because muscle soak is um, clary sage that's in yeah. it. So it's like essential oils, isn't it? Just for some reason. Which, by the way, I'm certain clary sage is something you should stay away from when it you're is, pregnant. Yeah, so why I remember, daredevil? Well, I was, I was <laughs> smelling it, but I actually, I actually had to Google that because um, people kept messaging me saying, like, don't like, stay away from clary sage, and it said it was fine. It's like 0.0001. Yeah. Oh, Can geez, you imagine oh. I'd smell the straight stuff? <laughs> I would have been in tears. <laughs> I love how you're just, like, um, teetering on the edge of, like, adventure there. <laughs> so funny. Um, I am trying to think of another one that came to mind. 
this one's quite sad. It's not meant to be sad, but what about that dads aren't as excited as us? Do you know what? It's funny you say that, right? I used to literally have like a, a bloat of like food and go, oh, look at my bump. And Fraser would be like, it doesn't really look different. I'm like, it is. It's yeah. big. Did you yeah. ever do that? Like, look at the bump. And they'd be like, all right, okay. You just like a just bit look, I just look the same. <laughs> but they don't feel anything. They don't feel like every single tiny little movement. They can't be excited. They can't be as excited as yeah. us. They're probably just absolutely bricking it. Pure man stress. Thinking, yeah. how am I going to cope with this? Yeah. I know. Do you know what ingredients are used in your baby's formula? I've never really thought about it. Why? I just have to talk about Ken's Mill again because this baby milk is really doing things differently. Go on. I never realised that other brands use palm oil among other vegetable oils as a source of fat. Ken's Mill, on the other hand, has never used palm oil in their baby milk and uniquely sources some of its fat content from milk itself. Wow, I knew they removed palm oil from peanut butter a few years back. I can't believe it's still stuck in baby milk. Right? So, as well as being kind to little tummies, it means it's better for the environment too. Plus, being a British-made family business that sources ingredients locally and manufactures using renewable energy means they have a lower carbon footprint, so they're kinder by miles. Aren't they the only brand not to use fish oil, right? Yep. They use pure marine algae as a source of DHA, which is a type of omega-3, rather than fish oil, which is an allergen for little ones. This means less overfishing, which is kinder to our oceans. That means it's vegetarian. So many things to love. Wait, does that mean no fishy smell either? I swear it smells like biscuits. Okay, I'm convinced. Where can you buy Kendamil? In most major supermarkets, retailers and online, Check out www.kendamill.com forward slash TGM for all the info. Exclusively for you good motherhood listeners, you'll also get a free box of Kendamill's scrumptious cereal when you shop online at Kendamill and spend over £20. At www.kendamill.com forward slash TGM. So now we're going to be speaking to Mary, who's the Kendamill ambassador. And we're going to chat through some of Mary's things that she didn't get told about her pregnancy. Hi, Mary. Hello, Mary. Hi. Hi. Hello. Lovely to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for joining us. You're actually our first guest on here as well. I know. I feel as if there should oh be a God, prize I'm for that. Uh-huh. Yes, number one. It's like when a shop opens, you yeah. should get a discount code or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Well, I hope I don't disappoint. Um, so, yeah, thanks for having me. I'm Mary. Um, I live in, well, just outside London. Um, so down south, and I have a little boy called Gabriel who is going to be one next week, which is crazy. I can't believe a year has passed, and all we've done is go for walks. It's just been mad. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he was born kind of in the middle of lockdown. Actually, we it was it was mid August, so we had a few months of feeling a bit normal. Yeah, uh, but yeah, pandemic baby pandemic pregnancy that was at the stage that we were kind of feeling like we were coming out of it and then we went back into it again didn't we exactly but I feel actually it's funny because I feel like I'm quite grateful for his timings he was actually due beginning of September so he came early and like I say we had a good two or three months of it being kind of normal so Mm -hmm. like my mum could come and stay with us and people could meet him so in that newborn stage when you're a bit like oh my god what am I doing we were able to have people around us. And then when we went back into lockdown, he was about four months and we were like, yeah, we, we can do this. We're pros. We're yeah. now. We've got this. We don't, we're fine. Got the nap schedule down. 
And it's always good having a summer baby because at least you can get out for walks yes. and get some fresh air. Oh, it's so funny. I had such an attitude about him being born in August. When his due date was beginning of September, I was just like, oh my God, no. I hope he doesn't come early because of the school year. I don't know why I was so hung up on it. But now I just think, yeah, a summer baby's just the best thing ever. I'm so pleased that he was born in August. Like now organising a birthday party for him. Yeah, you'll be able to have all the bouncy castles and exactly. everyone in the garden. Yeah, that's it. So, um, so no, it's good in that sense. I actually feel like it's quite, I'm quite happy that it's not the very beginning of the school year and actually I don't think it's as big a deal as I thought it was. So many people said to me, I don't know why you'd be bothered about that. But I just thought, oh, well, he'll be the baby all the time, won't he? And you just think about when you're at school and like all the kids that turned 18 really late. And so you were able to go to the pub and stuff and like they weren't able to come. And I thought, oh, that'll just be a bit rubbish for him when he's oh, in. definitely. But I mean, it's only then, isn't it? For the rest of his life, he'll be fine. Yeah. It's so funny when you're pregnant, you get hung up on all those things like what star sign my baby's going to have. And all that, don't <laughs> you really? You literally, all the small things you're like, are they going to be close to someone else's birthday? Or just, it's yeah. so weird how the small things mean so much when you're at that point in your life, isn't it? Definitely. And actually, I was really happy that he was a Leo because <laughs> he was he was supposed to be a Virgo. And I was a bit, I wasn't sure about that. I was like, oh, I was trying to find all the positives about Virgos. <laughs> um, but actually, I'm quite glad he's a Leo. <laughs> I mean, Mary, is this a good time for me to tell you that I'm a Virgo? Or... <laughs> Virgo men. I should, spe- I should specify Virgo men. I have a lot of Virgo female friends. I'm a Libra, actually, so we're very close. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, Virgo men are just... Just different breeds. Different breeds. Yeah, something else. So you're going to share some of your um, pregnancy things that you didn't expect, symptoms, and all the other things that happened. What have you got on your list? I wonder if you've got some that we have as well. That'd be really interesting. I mean, I feel like I don't know. I feel like they're they're not particularly obscure. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna go straight in there with with the things I think that people need to know because someone when I told one of my friends I was pregnant it was one of the first things she mentioned to me and I was like I have never heard that term before (laughs) and she said oh you get this thing towards the end called lightning crotch (gasps) I've got that on my list got it on my list (laughs) lightning crotch have you please explain what the hell is that there's another name for it which I think is probably a bit too explicit (laughs) but um she she said oh it's literally like an electric shock in that area. Yeah. And I've, I just thought, I can't imagine what that's like. And I remember it happening and thinking, oh my God, this must, must be it. And it, and it takes your breath away when it happens. <laughs> and all of a sudden it just creeps up on you. And I remember, I think I was having a conversation with my partner and I literally went, <gasps> and I was like, oh my God, that must've been it. Cause it's almost like an electric shock or like a zap or something uh-huh. it's a big yeah. bolt of yes. lightning a big bolt yeah. of lightning so you of had pain. This, I had it as well I didn't have this did you have it Lauren yeah I've had it I never had this and you, you would get <laughs> it quite often when you walk listen Mary we've already spoke about how much mine expanded down there <laughs> during that time mine, mine blew up to double the size at one point so, <laughs> what's it called Ashdale oh, Mary well, I think we'll just leave that for another episode <laughs> but yeah mine just seemed to I don't know blow up in size so maybe the lightning crotch just I don't know got a bit muffled in there <laughs> shall we say yeah Choice of word, by the way, choice of word. <laughs> I find that so weird, though, because at least with all 
pregnancy or most pregnancy symptoms there's a reason why isn't there it's like uh-huh. oh your body's getting ready what's the mm. reason for lightning crotch just to remind you there's something sure. in there uh, surely yeah, it's just a I nerve someone i think someone said to me it's like a nerve thing and i don't know if it's you sit in a specific position or you almost like a trapped nerve in your shoulder i think it's that it comes from that thing yeah but i have no idea why maybe it's something to do with you have, I, like I read as well, you have like double the amount of blood pumping around you. So I don't know if maybe it's something to do with that. So everything's extra sensitive. So yeah. if you just move a certain way or something like, oh my God. Um, but yeah, it's, it's so, it was probably the oddest thing that I experienced and the most unpleasant, I would say. Yeah. Very memorable. Like it's, some, it's a sensation I'll never forget. <laughs> it's also a very awkward thing to explain to somebody if you've just yeah. randomly jumped. Like, what sort? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially when they if they've not been pregnant, and they don't know it. You can't just say, "Oh, didn't you didn't you know what that was?" Yeah, <laughs> it's not common knowledge. <laughs> You're very lucky that you escaped that. Ash. I know. I don't know how. I don't. Obviously, it's like a crash. It's weird. It, was like, it was like a crash pad down there. So maybe that was why <laughs> I didn't get the lightning shock. <laughs> Did you have quite an, a good pregnancy then, Mary? Did you were you okay through it? Yeah, luckily, actually, I I feel like I did. I definitely like I was never sick. I definitely had that first trimester feeling a little bit iffy only wanting to eat beige, carbs, chips, bread, white toast with butter. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually, yes, um, after I got over that and I got my appetite back, it was quite smooth sailing, to be honest. I didn't feel, well, another thing I got was swollen ankles all of a sudden. I thought I was going to escape it. And it's funny because it's actually the last picture I took before I had Gabe is a picture of my swollen foot. Because I was standing looking in the mirror and no joke, it looked like I'd had like inflatable feet on. <laughs> I don't know what happened. All of a sudden I was like, what on earth? And I couldn't, I remember I couldn't put any shoes on. Yeah. And I had to go and buy, I, I ordered because it was in the sale, a pair of men's croc flip-flops in size eight. Wow. Because I mean, Mary, you were, you were on trend. I mean, the crocs are in. So... I mean, what can I say? <laughs> but yeah, it was not. And everyone said to me, oh my God, a summer pregnancy is, is the worst because you're so uncomfortable. But I suddenly thought actually it's the best because all I had to wear was like a sack dress. Oh, yeah. I didn't have to actually put clothes on and men's fit box because the thought of putting socks and shoes on when you're that heavily pregnant. You can't reach your feet anyway, yeah. can you? Oh. No. Shoelaces exactly. are just not the one when you're in that last not stage. Not the one. Not the one. That's it. Shaving your legs out the window. Get it. It doesn't matter because you can't see them anyway. Exactly. <laughs> it's not your problem. I lived in Birkenstocks. Yeah, all queenings out the window. <laughs> I used to wear Birkenstocks and Oliver was born in October and I remember it'd be raining and I didn't care. I was just barefoot yeah. in, in my Birkenstocks. Still <laughs> yeah, wearing the big it. sack dress. Like, I didn't care. Anything well, mine stopped fitting. I, I remember putting my foot in them and it only went to, like, just beyond my toes. And I thought, oh my God, are my feet going to explode? Like, I cannot not wear these shoes but luckily they did go down afterwards but i st- because apparently that can happen your feet get bigger after you're pregnant some people i know have gone up a size in shoe yeah i've gone up a size mm-hmm. have you yeah 
Lauren's gonna <gasps> have a size and shoe. How weird is a that? Full size. Yeah, I don't like to admit it, so I still squeeze into <laughs> a six. But <laughs> some shoes I could definitely do with a seven. How weird is that? But <gasps> when the sales come, you get the best pick of the litter. Oh, really? Don't, don't give me that one. That's people with size eight feet. <laughs> <laughs> no, but my my feet swole with my first, and like that, I couldn't get my feet in anything, so I had to go and buy um, sparkly fit flops, which oh, I was yeah. still struggling to get into. You said fit flops, didn't you? Not flip flops. Yeah, fit they were flops. fit flops. Oh, comfort. Go you. <laughs> but yeah, that's... I think that's like the first step to mum, isn't it? That, yeah. That decision. You're like, I just need comfort at this oh, stage, actually. 100%. I wish Crocs had actually been in then. I know. Yeah, they're the best. True. I know. That's how I feel actually really grateful again that for this year of being pregnant and now like coming out of it because I feel like everyone has gone through that with me because no one can dress anymore everyone's put on weight no one's feeling great so it's almost like it's not just me crawling out of maternity leave and thinking (laughs) oh my god how am I going to wear anything that's not elasticated I feel like the world is doing this with me definitely we're all in this we're all in this together (laughs) we are the same so hit us with another one Mary what else have you got on your list of things you didn't know another quite obscure one dark armpits (laughs) Yes. Well, we're, that's kind of like the pigmentation thing we were talking mm. about. But specifically yeah. oh, the armpits, yes. that is so bizarre how that happens, doesn't it? Honestly, I suddenly noticed and I remember thinking, oh my God, am I, do I need to scrub a bit more? Am I dirty? What's <laughs> happened? It looked so different. And um, again, I someone said to me, because it's hormonal, so hormonal areas can get darker. And I, just, I thought it was such an odd one because again, I'd never heard anyone specifically say armpits and I noticed it and it was really noticeable. And I just think it's such an odd thing, isn't it? These things that happen to your body. And then as soon as you've had the baby, it's done. Like my ankles went down, armpits are fine. It's just like <laughs> nothing ever happened. It's so, well, it's not like nothing ever happened, but those those things. Those problems go and new ones come in. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's it, exactly. The, da- the, oh, it's the so pigmentation is like... It can affect anywhere, can't it? Because we were just saying mm. you, can, you can get like little patches in your skin or like we spoke about before you get the dark nipples as well that just completely yeah. come yeah. out of the blue. Mine were like purple, to be fair. They just, yes. they were colour changing. <laughs> they were like purple. But nobody talks about that. No one tells you. No. One day you look in the bath and apparently you're like, what so happened? the baby can see them for when they're born, apparently, because they can't really see. <gasps> they go darker so they can find them. But they go yeah. massive, so I'm pretty sure they'll be able to find them <laughs> if you're shoving <laughs> yeah, it in their exactly. face. Also, well, they're all little head bobbing about. It's like they're going to bash into it sooner or later. Yeah, on. exactly. Plus, see, when you're trying to force that nipple into their mouth, I'm pretty sure you can find it. No need for the colour coding. I find that so yeah. interesting. See, when you find out the reason why, that's amazing. How cool is that, isn't it? It's like uh-huh. interesting how your body it's, does this. It's incredible, like, how... Even just how it happens, I feel like from finding out I was pregnant to now looking at him about to turn one, I think, oh my God, like that's just happened. I know. Like I didn't have to do anything. Like you just grew and I didn't really, you know, I didn't have to wake up and think, oh, okay, I've got to, you know, make his hands today. Like it just, yeah. they just grow, don't they? Yeah, it's so true. They're just developing and it's just like, oh my God, this is insane. Like just incredible. Yeah, such an incredible thing to have gone through. I feel like. The body, the female body is amazing, isn't it? When you look at what we can do. It's because yeah. it's so common though as well. We speak about this all the time because like mm. so many people have babies. Like what even is the stats? Who knows? Like one, one and a half second. Like I don't know. But so many people are having it. But see that the actual 
act of you literally delivering a baby, whether it's cesarean or whether it's, you know, vaginal, whatever, it's it's mental to think that happens. And we just yeah. treat it as if it's a normal thing. I know. It's you get insane. more sympathy for and a broken ankle. Just... <laughs> yeah. And, and how different everyone's birth is as well, I think, always strikes me. Like your expectation of what your birth would be and then how it actually happens. And then when you talk to other people and everything that's happened to them, it's like, it's not just a straightforward thing, is it? And you think, like you say, so many people have babies every single day, but it's still this huge, can be such a complicated thing. Yeah. But it still happens. It's just amazing. Like I just, yeah. And now I just feel like I just have babies forever, really. I just think it's the best thing. (laughs) How many do you think you would have? Would you like to have another one? Yeah, I think we definitely would like to. Um... But I mean, I feel like I could go on and on, but I mean, then it's everything else, isn't it? Space, finances, all that kind of stuff. You can't yeah. just keep having babies. Um, but I think definitely two, because I think it would be nice for Gabe to have a sibling. Yeah. Um, and it's funny because before I had him, I, I don't know why I felt like this. I think maybe because I'm a girl, I felt more comfortable with girls. But the thought of ever having two boys just really scared me because I thought, oh, my God, that would be they'll be so energetic. It will be a nightmare. But actually, now that I have him, I love having a boy and I feel like I'd quite happily have two boys. But equally, we'd love a girl because then you've got one of each. But it's funny how it changes, isn't it? If you feel like you don't particularly have a preference or you do have a preference and it just obviously when they're here, it just completely changes and you don't care. But yeah, previous to having him, two boys, I thought, oh God, I could never do that. And now I'm like, oh, actually, I quite like two boys. <laughs> Did you find out what you were having? Did you know? No, it was a surprise. And I think it was more my partner that pushed for it to be a surprise because I thought, okay, I'm fine not knowing now. But as I get more pregnant, I might be like, who's in there? But <laughs> he was very much, I don't want to know. And I actually think it's because he'd always seen himself with a girl. And one of our friends said to us, oh, I didn't think I, I was bothered about um, fine, about what we were having. But she had a scan. They said, oh, it's a boy. And apparently in the scan, she was like, oh, okay. And then she said she got home and she just burst into tears. Oh, <laughs> and she just didn't expect to. And she was like, I felt like the most awful person ever. Obviously, then she had him. He's now five. And obviously, she's obsessed with him. But I think that story kept in my partner's head and I think he really felt like I just don't want to feel not disappointed but taken by surprise in any way so I think for him he thought do you know what I'm just gonna do the the old faithful have a surprise and you'll be elated whatever you have because you're just happy that you've got through it and they're here yeah it's a very good way of looking at it isn't it and it's funny how when you have your first I think you get really hung up on the gender yeah I thought I was going to have a boy so I've got an older brother who is actually Lauren's Mm. partner so that's the connection between us and I always felt like I would have because that's the family set up like you say you kind of picture it in your head when I found out I was having a girl I was like oh I didn't realize I was Mm. going to have the big sister do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I thought I was going to have a boy first just so that I had the same yeah. dynamic as what I grew up with. And it's yeah. so weird how you get your head in that that space and then it's like a surprise, as you say. It takes you yeah, back. Yeah, this is it. I, I thought the same. I thought, well, if I can choose, I'd like a boy and then a girl. But in a way, I feel like I want a girl first just so that I know I've definitely got one and at least I won't have two boys. But then it just, obviously, when he's here, it's just completely changed. Yeah. And yeah, I think it is what you grow up and what you're used to um because similarly like my partner is just he's got two brothers but his external family is all women so I think he's just used to having girls around him all the time yeah yeah. um and yeah I think he really saw himself with a little girl but it's it's like now 
that we have a boy it's just yeah it's the best thing ever he's such a little hun what are you planning for his birthday are you doing anything we are and do you know what I thought before I have to get involved in doing what he wants you know a Marvel themed superhero Spider-Man party I thought let's just keep it really easy especially as well because of the last year I didn't get to do any sort of gathering before having him we haven't didn't get to do anything at Christmas nothing when he was here so we I thought I'll just do it as if it's like a party that we would have had for the for the last year and like I've still got family that haven't even met him yet so I thought I'm just going to use it as an opportunity to have just one big party for everyone so we're just keeping it really casual having it in a pub people can drop in whenever um, and there'll be food and stuff but it's so funny because I was like, oh, yeah, well, I'll just be really casual, just drop in whenever. But now I'm getting really into it. And I'm like, oh, my God, I think I need a balloon arch. I think <laughs> oh, I yeah. need it. Yeah. You need a balloon arch. Get that on Amazon Prime. Yeah. Well, I ordered a little cake topper off of uh, Etsy, which is a Hey Dougie one, because I, I think that's his favourite show. <laughs> I think. I love that. <laughs> it's the only one he watches, really. The rest of them he's not really interested in. So I thought, oh, he'll like that. And now I'm just like, okay, I'm going to do like, a, I need to get an easel. It's like turning into a wedding, basically, because I'm putting together like a thing, like an easel with a notice board. And I thought I'll just pin, Like I never took those milestone pictures of like one month old, two months old. Um, but I thought, well, I'll get some of those and pin a picture of him to each of them. So then people can see what they've missed out on over the last Aww, year and stuff. Yeah, that's lovely. I think that'd be quite nice because it's, I mean, I feel like I've, done quite well the last year and just been grateful for what the way things have been but thinking about things like that it is quite sad that so many people have missed out on even seeing me pregnant like we went into lockdown in March and I was three months pregnant and so there's members of my family that didn't even see me they've missed the croc flip-flops and everything Mary uh-huh. I mean you're going to need to get them out for the last. <laughs> what about your partner Mary did he manage to have like some time off with you or were you yeah so luckily he's um he works very flexibly he's freelance so he's been able to be at home with us quite a lot and even when he is working it's only a few days here and there anyway so that's been really nice with especially kind of getting involved with the baby and getting close to him like it wasn't just, I mean, it usually is the mum, isn't it? Because you're the one that's reading everything, going, this is the routine, we need to put him down for a nap now, give him this much milk, yeah. Yeah. feed him this, do a sandwich. It's even things like changing the nappies. Like, even now, he'll still, I'll say, oh, have you changed his nappy? And he'll still be like, oh, do you think he's weed? And I'm basically like, just think of him as always weeing. <laughs> because <laughs> you need to do this quite regularly. So, yes, it's been a couple of hours, he probably has. But no, he's been so good and just got on with it. So I feel like like Gabe doesn't have a preference. Either of us can put him down for a nap or take him for a walk or spend the whole day with him. And so it's a lot easier in that sense because we are. De- it's very equal in terms of how much we're parenting him, which has been great. Yeah, that makes um, all the difference, doesn't it? Because then you can get a wee break to yourself and take turns with bedtime mm-hmm. and things. That's yeah, it amazing. takes the pressure off, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah, that's it. And especially with not being able to do like so many mum groups and stuff and even meeting other moms with babies. I've got a few friends with younger babies, but just things like that, if it wasn't for him being here with me, it would just be us. And it would probably, maybe I would have found it a bit more difficult um, because we didn't have that access to meeting other moms and babies like we would have done because there were no groups happening. Um, so it's been quite nice for us to just be in our little bubble actually and not really have that pressure of doing things all day, every day. Yeah. Although now there's a pressure with doing things at all because I'm like, oh, but we've got to fit it around his nap. 
Yeah. Because I can't have a grumpy baby. So sorry, strictly morning or afternoon activities, not through the whole day. <laughs> I would agree. And see, in fairness as well, probably Mary, you'll, you'll probably look back on those times when he's older and go, God, remember we were in that bubble for like a year, just totally enjoying our baby. I know. I hope so. I hope that like it's that things get back to normal and we just look back and we're just like, oh my God. And like we say to him when he's older, like you were born in a pandemic in 2020. That was yeah. such a uh-huh. like, I remember oh. that year. Do you think they'll get yeah. tattoos when they're older? Like uh-huh. pandemic babies. 2020. <laughs> yeah. Born in the pandemic. They'll have personalised messages and all that. <laughs> yeah. What about, do you want to give us one more of your pregnancy things then? Um, yes, let's have a look. Let's make let's make it a good one. Um, what this one's a f- I don't know if this is very, is really common, but for me, I got carpal tunnel for probably the whole of my pregnancy. So I had a numb. I think it was my right hand was numb from probably about four months, and I had to wear like a wrist splint. Oh really? Most of what, my like completely numb. Yeah. Because carpal tunnel is when you get like a, a it's, I think it's a nerve in your wrist or something in your wrist and you get it. It's like repetitive strain syndrome, but apparently it can come on again because in pregnancy, you've got twice the amount of blood pumping around you and there's a lot of pressure. Apparently it can come on in pregnancy, which I didn't think was a thing. But when I got it, I Googled it and it was like, yeah, it's quite common for people to get carpal tunnel. So yeah, my right arm just felt really numb for probably about six months. And my grip was really affected. It was so annoying. I think like, that's the weirdest one that we've had because I didn't. I didn't I know, didn't that, know that. No, yeah. no, I don't. I didn't. I didn't think it was a thing. And I don't know how common it is, but after like googling it, it's definitely something that can happen. And it just came on all of a sudden. I was like, this is. But like I say, then as soon as he was born, absolutely fine. Got my grip back. Got the feeling back. But yeah, I was spending most days just like wiggling my fingers, trying to get the feeling back in my in my hand. But it was so annoying to the point of having to wear this wrist support most days. That's so so was, was your right hand completely like out of order? You had to just like tingly. Yeah, really tingly all the time. Wow. Um, and like when I like if I couldn't really pick things up that were specifically were, that were quite heavy, I'd always have to use my other hand because I worry that I would drop it. And yeah, I think it kind of went because the carpal like tendon, I think it is, goes from your wrist all the way up to your shoulder. So it can affect your elbow. So I had like my elbow felt a bit like funny and like tingly and then your shoulder. And then I think when they're first born as well, you can get it from holding them on one side. I think that's more common after they're born. You can get it can come on because you're picking them up all the time. Yeah. But yeah, it was it was so annoying. You must be so worried about the, the one-handed changing of the nappies. Like, yeah. God, this better leave. I can't change this with one That's hand. That's it. I've, this, I've, I just, especially at that age when obviously you're changing their nappy like every half an hour really, aren't you? Yeah. But luckily it, it did come back, but it was, that was one where I was just like, this is really annoying and awkward. And I'd, I'd just, I'd quite happily had the swollen ankles for the whole pregnancy over that. It was 
really annoying. Especially since you're already so restricted when you're pregnant because you can't like yeah. get up off the seat yourself. You get a big bump. Yeah. You're all swollen exactly. and then if you lose the use of your arm. That's just it's yeah. not, it's not fair. This is it. So trying to spread my white toast with butter was a nightmare. Uh-huh. I was like, sorry, I'm just going to sit here with my swollen feet up and my numb hand. Can you just wait on my hand and foot, please? Thank you very oh, much. You had quite a hard time, Mary. I know. Mary's doing a petition for ready buttered toast for all the people <laughs> who get this. Oh my gosh. That would have been ideal. That, yes, I think there's something in that because everyone craves carbs, don't they, throughout their pregnancy? Yeah. So that just ready carbs. I should do that. I should set it up on delivery. But, <laughs> Definitely. Um, yeah, I mean, it wasn't, it was just awkward stuff that happened, really. It wasn't like, I feel like I'd rather pick those than like being sick every day because yeah. I feel yeah. like being sick would be the worst thing. Um, so it was more just awkward stuff for me. And yeah, it it now I look back on it, it wasn't particularly difficult pregnancy-wise, but it was just mildly irritating, yeah. I'd say. So once you was born, I was like, thank God. Once you start writing the list, you realise how many things, like I was just saying, yeah. I started writing a list last night and it was never ending. I was like, actually, yeah. there was a million different symptoms. I and mean, it's when you just kind of get on with it, don't you, when you're pregnant? But yeah. when you look back on it, you think that's actually pretty bad. And it's for quite hard. a long time. It's yeah, nearly a yeah. year, really. Yeah, that's it. I think that's the thing as well, is realising how long it is. Like, it, it, it does go quick. They all say, don't they, the third trimester specifically just whiz it, whizzes past and it does. But it is a really long time, isn't it, to mm-hmm. be slightly debilitated with something like that. More than I remember slightly. finding out I was pregnant and I was really, like, I don't know why. I knew that I wanted to have a baby and I'm I'm probably getting a bit too old to have babies, but I... I was still so shocked that I was pregnant and I suddenly felt like a teenager that was like, oh my God, how am I going to tell my mom? <laughs> and I remember telling her and like bursting into tears because I was so anxious, like, oh my God, I'm not grown up enough to have a baby. And I remember her saying to me like, oh, you've got nine months to get used to it. And I thought, oh God, that's hardly any time. And then halfway through, I was like, oh, actually you do get used to it. Yeah, it It's so funny you're time. saying that actually because... Lauren fell pregnant when you were 19, weren't you? Yeah. So it's funny how you have that exact same feeling regardless mm. of what stage in your life you're at. Even if yeah. you're with somebody, you're secure, like it doesn't yeah. even matter because it's still a shock, isn't it? I think it's just such a grown-up thing to do, isn't it? Yeah. It's like there's no excuse now. Like I'm going to be responsible for a child. Like what's more adult than that? And I think that was when I was a bit like, oh my God, I can't, I'm not like, you, I don't know, I guess you look at your mum, don't you? And think, she's really grown up, she's a mum, she can look after me. And then that becomes you and you're like, I can't imagine it. Yeah. But it's yeah. funny because it's just, yeah, once they're here, you just kind of get on with it and you're like, oh, I'm a mum now. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> and you wonder what you did with your time before you had them. Exactly. Oh God, exactly. <laughs> well, all the times I thought I was tired, my God, I want to go back to that girl and say, Get up and go to the gym. You're not tired. Yeah, so true. So all true. the time you think you didn't have time to do things. Like, oh, I can't fit yeah. that in. You can always fit it. See, even when you've got kids, if you get an hour free where someone watches the baby, you get so mm. much done. And pre-kids, yeah. you probably would have said you didn't have enough time. No, exactly. Well, yeah, pre-kids, I probably would have had a nap. But now, because <laughs> I'd have been like, oh, I'm so tired. I went to bed at 11 last night. But now I'm just, yeah. I could have done so much more actually before having a baby thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think what we'll do is we'll put a sticker on our Instagram and see if anyone else has got any strange mm. symptoms. I think your carpal tunnel one's probably 
Very probably specific. wins it. Yeah, yeah. It it's weird. Yeah, it's everyone's weird, got their own yeah. weird little thing, though, don't they? There's a, everyone's got yeah. a story from their pregnancy. But thanks so much for coming on and chatting to us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks for being our back as well, aren't you, Mary? You'll be back again for a chat. Yes. Yes. yes, I can't wait. We'll look forward to that one. Right, well, thanks very much for coming on and we'll speak to you Bye. soon. Thanks, Mary. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to this episode that has been sponsored by Kendamill. They're on Instagram at Kendamill UK. Why not give them a follow? And if you're listening to Apple Podcasts, please do leave us a review. And finally, make sure you're following us on Instagram to keep up to date with the good motherhood.